You're listening to Say Yes to Travel with your host, Sarah Dandeshi. Welcome back to another episode of Say Yes to Travel. Now this week, I actually really wanted to focus on the big thing that everybody is talking about in the travel industry that just happened two weeks ago, but is still such a hot topic. The EU travel ban against Americans. I'm sure if you have any interest in travel, maybe if you're not even ready to get out of your house, you heard about this travel ban and it's it's a really big deal. So I wanted to go ahead and talk about it in a bit more details and and especially if, if you are getting that itch and you're just like, maybe we'll just push through and figure out a way and hop on a plane and try to go to Europe. Well, not so fast. Before you get that crazy idea, um, we, we should talk about this a little bit more. So let's kind of like assess where we are right now. Right now, it's the middle of July. And in complete honesty, the United States has just not done a great job in containing the coronavirus. Numbers are up higher than they've ever been in a number of states. And I happen to be based in Los Angeles. The numbers are huge here. We're actually looking at probably getting another stay-at-home order very soon. We've already rolled back reopening. So it is very real. And I know that there's been so much pushback in this and wear a mask, don't wear a mask, open up the economy, whatever the case is. But at the end of the day, you know, we can sit here and 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 look at all of these things internally. But at the end of the day, I always tell people is to take a look elsewhere and see what's happening elsewhere. Of course, the size and the breadth of this country are, you know, you can't compare it to, to every other place. But we can learn a lot from others. And by the European Union taking this stance to go ahead and ban travelers from the United States. Uh, by the way, they're not only banning the United States, they are also banning travelers from Brazil as well as Russia. So we don't need to feel like it's completely like they're pointing their fingers at us. But they have done so with countries who have really proven to not have things under control. And the reality of it is, we don't have things under control. So, uh, but let's go ahead and just dive into this a little bit more just to understand what this really means. So as of July 1st, the European nations actually opened up their borders to residents of many countries. What was the caveat? They have to be deemed sufficiently under control. The virus has to be sufficiently under control in these countries. So they allowed about 15 countries to have travelers from 15 countries enter. Obviously, the U.S. is not one of them, but travelers from countries like Australia, New Zealand, Canada, Japan are some um, of the countries where travelers are allowed to come to the EU. Now, keep in mind, this will be reviewed every two weeks, so the U.S. could be added if the situation gets better. But also, if the situation gets worse in any of the countries that currently have access, then they will be actually taken off the list as well, too. So this is very much a, a fluid sort of ban and situation, but it is definitely reflecting the reality of, of the world that we're in right now. So there are exceptions. So that being said, if there's essential travelers, especially for healthcare workers, diplomats, transit passengers, students, and, and especially even people that are traveling for imperative family reasons, they 
are able to travel to different European countries, but all of that has to be pre-approved beforehand. So let me guess, um, we'll talk about it a little bit more, but for those of you that are still just jonesing to get to Europe this summer and trying to figure out how to do it, there are, I don't want to say workarounds because I'll explain that a bit more, but there are some places that you still can go to. For example, Americans can still fly to Ireland and Britain. However, if you do that, all visitors are required to undergo a mandatory 14-day quarantine on arrival or be subject to a hefty fine. So if you think that you might be able to do a workaround by going to Britain or Ireland, doing the quarantine, and then traveling onward to Europe, you can't. That's not going to be a a move that you can do Uh, because ultimately, if you are going to continue on to the European Union and you are American or you have a U.S. passport, you have to prove that you are a resident or have immediate family links to those countries within the European Union. So don't try, (laughs) basically. In essence, don't try. Some interesting things, and this will be good at least for for Europeans, is that they are able to move around the, the EU fairly freely. But honestly, the ramifications on the tourism industry are going to be huge because let's face it, for Europe, their prime season is this summer season. Now, of course, nothing right now is normal, but to shut out Americans completely, and when we're talking about Americans who might make up over 70% of what would normally be the tourism traffic at this time, To shut that out completely is making a very, very firm statement. So again, for Americans that are here, you know, we're kind of looking at ourselves and and squabbling a bit about it's not that bad. It's this and that. Well, you know what? Other countries are deeming it that bad. So we should really take a moment to, to stop and look at that a bit, a bit more. Kind of interesting is that much of Europe, you know, does rely on American tourism, typically in a typical year, that they get more than a third of their annual spend actually happens at this time in the peak summer travel season. So uh, clearly they will not be getting anywhere close to that. And it's going to be a tough road ahead. Uh, I I talked about this, I believe, in in another one of our podcasts a couple weeks ago. But the really, as far as the road to travel recovery those places that really rely heavily on international tourists and travelers, those individual countries are, they're just going to take longer to recover. So, you know, this wasn't necessarily a smart economic move, but it was definitely a necessary move. Now, breaking down like even even the hotel chains to understand those a bit more. So the large American-based hotel chains like Hilton, Marriott, they're going to be hit hard in Europe because generally the type of properties that they have in Europe are more luxury and upscale hotels. And who are the people that are generally coming to those properties? (laughs) Americans. Yes. Whereas the European-based companies like Accor, for example, they have more mid-scale and budget properties within the EU. And so that will absolutely work towards their favor because Who's going to be traveling around right now? Just as we in the States, we're having that domestic travel itch going and doing road trips. Similarly, in the EU, a lot of people are going to be doing road trips and they can just kind of hop from country to country, but they will be opting for more mid-scale and budget properties. So these European-based hotel companies will do really well or relatively well at this time. So 
one of the big things um, that I've been big, been getting a big question is because a few weeks back we were talking about cool. If you really have to do it, plan ahead, buy a ticket for Europe in late August, uh, September. Do that. Well, <laughs> fast forward now to the middle of July. Oh boy, so sorry that you have to um, now cancel that flight. So. What do we do? How are you going to get a refund? So depending on how you booked your flight, you will either get a flight credit or a refund. Just again, depending on how you booked and when you booked. My piece of advice, which I've mentioned before, I've had other um, guests on here, which I've mentioned, but it's worthwhile mentioning, especially now moving forward as we tend to book flights and we are in this dynamic fluid situation is Try to hold out for the airline to cancel your flight first. If you're, if the airline cancels your flight, you are almost like 99% likely to get a full refund, which is great. If you have to cancel your flight, again, it just all depends on how your ticket is purchased, but most likely you will just get a flight credit. So if you're really wanting to get those dollars back in your pocket, hopefully they will cancel your flight first. Now that, again, so many factors go into that, but just try to keep that in mind, especially as we move forward over the next couple months, because things things are very unpredictable right now. Yeah, that's a little bit of that. I, I hope that explains the EU travel ban a bit more in depth for you. Uh, I think really like the biggest part is, you know, big, big takeaway in this is that we got to do our part, you know, where we are looking at each other, trying to figure out this and that. But, you know, I think it's always kind of a, a interesting lesson to take a look at what others are doing in other countries and other places. Take a look at that and and maybe even get a little bit of feedback from that, because just similar to ourselves, how it's sometimes so hard to see something in ourselves just because we're so close to it. And you, it takes having that feedback or a response from somebody else to better understand. Similarly, we as Americans can look towards what this decision means and how big of an impact it is to really like raise, like it, it's, it's proving the point. There is a problem in the United States. There's so much of a problem that you've got these countries that are like, no, don't come here. We don't want you. So that being said, we will get past this for sure. Um, but it just shows that we have a lot of work to do at home. And by the way, I say that without making this political at all, but to just really kind of understand it on a global perspective, because I think that that really brings it a, a different understanding to the situation. So, uh, well, that is it for today. We talked about the EU travel ban and what that really means. At some point, we will be able to travel again to Europe. They want us there. We want to be there. We will get past this pandemic. When? That is the big question. So none of us have that answer, but at some point we will get past it. Anyway, as always, thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening. Uh, I've got some great interviews coming up over the next couple of weeks and hope to dive into some other awesome topics. So as always, feel free to reach out. You can follow me anywhere on social media at Ask a Concierge. Send me a DM if you found this and you found this interesting. And if you want me to do a deep dive into a specific topic, hey, I'm here to, to have that conversation with you guys. So send me a message. Would love to do that and tackle that with you. And, um, and yeah, and we'll go from there. So thanks again so much for tuning in and I will see you guys next week.